Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Calvary Live. Taking your calls and your questions, 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, Good to be back with you. I was away uh, teaching at a conference in Tucson, Arizona, And really expecting Tucson to be a little warmer than it was. It's sort of like heading to Israel. Uh, We leave the cold weather. We leave, I think we had a flurry or something uh, when I left after service on Sunday. And it was cold and a little windy in Tucson. And now it's supposed to be like 80 degrees today there. But I also noticed that it's getting warm here. And springtime is coming. We're changing our clocks. And how exciting is that? So we're back live today. If you're listening uh, right now and you didn't hear an encore presentation at the top of the hour, you're listening live. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Now, of course, live means you're listening online through our app or online at gracefm.com, gracefm.com, or uh, you're listening on the Grace FM radio network. This is a live broadcast, and we take your calls live and answer your questions live, and we'd love to have you on the air. If you're listening on this to this program on another station, then what you're hearing is a one-week delay. So you guys are friends over on Hope FM, our new friends on Truth FM, uh, the various stations that are connected to your local church, FM. If you're hearing it on one of those, then that means it is a one-hour delay. And all that really means is, is that if you call during the show, you're going to get on the air Everyone's going to hear you live throughout Colorado, Wyoming, some parts of Nebraska. Uh, And then, of course, people around the world listening online or through the app. But then you will be able to tune in to your local radio station the following week and hear yourself on the air, which is kind of cool. You get to have the question answered. And then a week later, you can hear yourself. Now, for anyone listening, we podcast these programs so you can listen to them on demand, anytime, anywhere. Go to wherever you uh, download your podcasts. We have them probably on 11 or 12 different podcast networks. And look for Calvary Live. So let me go. I use the Apple's. I'm Apple iTunes podcast app. And so I just opened it. And I am going to search for a our podcast and i'm just going to put in calvary live those two words and bam it's the first one that pops up so that's all you need to do is put in calvary live and it pops up so does ours calvary church but we're not the first one up we're like the fourth one up and so you don't you got to be careful for for the calvary church podcast because there's a lot of calvary churches around the country even around the world the way that you search for that is put in the words Ed Taylor. So let's see what that looks like. 
Ed Taylor. I'm, of course, I'm looking at the Apple's podcast, and Ed Taylor shows up, number one, as well as our Bounding Grace, number two. Uh, thanks for all your reviews as well, and, and our Lead to Serve podcast. So I, I thank you for uh, putting in the reviews because it, it, it does the algorithm like this. Um, probably connected us to Colorado too through my IP address uh, to pop up so soon, but it helps to make it show up better when you put in the uh, the the, te- the text. So if you drop in a review for us, a positive review, uh, then it helps our algorithm. This is Calvary Live. We do podcast it, so be sure to subscribe and download Calvary Live. That's all you got to put into it. You can click it. Verify it, subscribe, you get it live. And that's all the pastors. Uh, that That's Pastor Jeff Figs, that's Pastor Nick Cady, that's me, and any of the guests. We podcast them all. 303-690-3000. Let's go right to the phone lines, uh, right to Aurora here in Colorado. Frank, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed, how you doing? Good, Frank. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Hey, What's up? I just wanted to just uh, get a prayer request. Um, so my brother moved to Las Vegas, and my mom just, I believe, is moving up there with them. So we are uh, thinking about moving out there as well. So just a prayer that if the Lord opens that door, that it's the right decision for our family, and that it's from Him and not from us just wanting to be together sure. well let's pray that's exciting yeah father i pray for my brother frank and uh, the decisions that are set before him god it, that you would lead him and guide him uh, we we know your word says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the lord so i pray that you would lead and let frank be so confident in the decision that his confidence would be felt like orders, like he doesn't have a choice but to obey you in moving or in staying as you continue to lead him, Lord, and he, as he serves his wife and as he serves his son and as he serves those that are around him. I pray that you would continue to raise him up, provide for the needs of his family, Lord, and lead him in the way that to the place to the community, to the house, to the church, to everything in this season of his life where you want him to thrive and be a tool in your hands, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. All right, bro. Stay in touch. All right. Well, bye. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Marcy here in Commerce City, Colorado. Marcy, welcome to the program. Thank you. You're welcome. What's up? Oh, you're clicking your phone. What can I do for you? <laughs> you are on the air. Okay. Um, I'm going to put you on the speaker so that I can... Uh, um, uh, let's see here. Okay. All right. Okay, my All question right. is... Is my brother gave me a book called Imagine Heaven. It's uh, near-death experiences, God's okay. promises, and the exhilarating future that awaits you. And okay. I just wanted to know, is this something I should or should not be reading? 
Okay, well, that's a good question. I don't know much about the book. Uh, my producer gave me a click, click through to, to read it. I've never heard of this author. I've never heard of the book because uh, generally I stay. I personally stay away from these types of things um, because the the Bible firmly roots us on earth and in His Word in full expectation of the future and in full def, uh, definition of heaven. Uh, and so I am, I generally don't read these books. I wasn't a big fan of the little kid that said he went to heaven and back uh, because uh, I just, I just don't believe that people can go farther than what Paul the Apostle, you remember Paul the Apostle got a glimpse of heaven and when he came uh, when when he took pen to paper, Paul the Apostle said, "What I what I saw in heaven cannot be written down," and he didn't write a book and he didn't make a million dollars on it. But what it did was change his personal life, and and so if I have time and I have extra time, I'm going to spend it in God's Word and in things that are going to help me be a better citizen of Earth while I await my full citizenship in heaven. So, have you read it yet? I read uh, some uh, just bits and pieces of it, but I did read the uh, uh, Heaven is for Real and 90 Minutes in Heaven, um, I'd say probably about uh, three years ago. Yes. So, um, but, um, and they're both I've just been, junk. I've been listening to Calvary uh, Live a lot. I've been listening to yes. your, your uh, Sunday services, and I go to yes. Calvary Redemption, and Oh, so good. I'm feeling really convicted about reading the book. Yes. So uh, I just wanted to get your opinion on what you thought, and I, I well, appreciate that because well, I, I do need to be in the Bible and reading yeah, and con- considering considering the two other books that you read, you know now that they were just junk. Uh, they they had no b- basis in reality. The one about the kid was made up. It was fake, and. You know, I think that while experiences are very important to us, and uh-huh. while I am certain that there are people that have had an out of, for lack of a better word, now, and I don't mean it the way the, I don't mean this the way the movies portray it or the weirdness of this world, but this sense of being out of body or having a surreal existential experience on an operating table or or in a you know in a car crash I, I don't discount experiences I don't discount the fact that we could go through some really weird stuff however experiences have to yield to the scriptures they don't create new doctrine from them it doesn't well you know if I came back and said well you know I um as I was praying for my son and just pressing into the things of God, uh, God gave me a glimpse of heaven. And as I'm sharing it with you, it has no basis in reality. I need to take my experience and submit it to the Word. I need to submit it to what God is, what God is, um, is already revealed. Like I have a hard, personally as a pastor, I have a hard enough time dealing with the things that I know are fact in the Scriptures than mm-hmm. I do helping someone get rich over, especially the one with the kid, you know, the one with the kid really ticked me off. I, I didn't really, I didn't really believe it when it came out, but, but I didn't have, you know, I didn't know. It's just, sometimes I personally can be hyper skeptical about things. Um, but, but, you know, at other times, like the Holy Spirit alarm is pretty loud on this stuff. 
and I just don't accept it. I want to root my life in what's factual and yes, stick I've, I've to been, that. I got uh, my hands really full there. Conflicted with it, so yeah. Uh, so that's why I wanted to call it ask. Uh, we, well, we thanks for it. asking. Thanks You're in a great so church, you know. You yes, you have I landed am. in a very it. good church. I love Pastor Cody. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. By the way, you can text me. It's another way you can get on the air if you can't get through. Although we do have a couple open lines, you could text me. There's a different number for that: seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. And we do use the text line to fill the show if necessary. Uh, and I invite you to use it. Save it in your phone. Uh, it's seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. All right, we're going to move over to Denver, Colorado. JT is on the line. JT, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, I uh, I feel like I'm putting my enthusiasm for Jesus and all things holy. My husband died over Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, JT, JT, can you hear me? Yeah, can, can you hear me? Yeah, is it possible? It sounds like this is going to be a pretty serious um, call. Is it possible to take your phone off the speaker? Yeah. I think it. I, I think I heard you correctly, but I just want to repeat that I, I heard you say you're having a hard time, and that you lost your husband husband around Thanksgiving. Yes. Can you hear me? Oh, there you are. Oh, that's so much better. How how long oh, were you guys married? Twenty two years. Twenty two years. What's his name? Jerry. Jerry, was it sudden? No, it was. Um, I mean, I wish I could say it was something noble and romantic, but it was alcohol, and it wasn't okay. completely yeah. completely unexpected. But sure, I feel like I tried so hard to get him help. Yeah, yeah, I'm but sure he you couldn't. Did. He couldn't admit that he had a problem. And now I just feel like, I, I just wonder, did I do enough? Was I aggressive enough? Did I try hard enough to save them? And I took him to the hospital. He's been hospitalized numerous times. And and I know so, that bad things happen to people. And people will always say, oh, look at Job. Look at him. You know, and I just. It doesn't help me. It doesn't. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, and and I just really, I'm angry. Like I, yeah. I, I understand that peace that surpasses all understanding. I had it in the hospital the day that he died, and I knew that, you know, he died in Christ. He was a believer, and 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 that was a huge, huge relief. But then after that, it's like, what next? Because for me, it's so hard. It's so. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the things you've you're shared and you're feeling right now. Uh, first of all, let me answer the question. You may not fully under uh, believe it right now, but that's okay. You don't need to fully believe it. But I want to plant a seed where the Holy Spirit can take it in your life. You did do enough with your husband. You did. You probably. I don't know you, but you probably did more than the average person would have. You probably did more than you're capable of. You probably went the extra mile, like Jesus says, where you went overboard 
trying to reason and help your husband. And so let me just plant that seed in you that, um, that you can, um, that you can know that you did, uh, do something and you did help, you know, it's almost like you, you sound, you sounded like someone that deals with, um, uh, a loved one that committed suicide where there's just this overwhelming guilt, like it's your fault. And that if you could have done more, uh, this wouldn't have happened. And the, the answer is, uh, you did exactly what you could and you couldn't have done more than you did. And he, and your husband made his own choices. Now it doesn't mean you're going to feel better hearing that, but it is going to mean that as you receive it, the Holy Spirit can take that truth and help it grow in your life. And all these emotions you're going through, all this from happy to sad to relieved to peace, uh, you know, sometimes you like your friends talking to you, sometimes you don't. The, the, the feelings, even though it, it's all, you're all jacked up inside and you're just like confused and overwhelmed, all of that is very normal. You, you are normal. It, it is very common for, for everything you're feeling. It's normal for you, for what you've endured and what you've experienced to feel exactly the way you're feeling. Now, that doesn't mean your feelings are always good. It doesn't mean your, your feelings are always not sinful. Sometimes there's sin in there, you know, where like nobody's going to tell you that because they don't want to hurt your feelings. But sometimes, you know, you get so angry, you're, you start to sin against God. And I know that's not what you want, but it happens, you know, because yeah. if you start making excuse, like for anger, for example, if, if you start making anger your friend, mm-hmm. it's going to hurt you so bad and the people around you are going to be such a bitter person and then your bitterness is going to defile everyone. But anger is normal. You know, there's actually five predictable stages of grief um, that we see in life. You have... You, you have denial, you know, in the beginning, you're just like, this didn't happen. I don't believe this happened. That's followed by anger. And then third, you start to bargain and start to reason with the new reality. Then there's depression. And then finally, there is acceptance. And people grieving generally experience these feelings, these stages. It's not all exact for everyone because everyone grieves uniquely, uh, but but yeah, and, and the thing is, is like they don't all happen in order. Sometimes they happen all at once. And then it sounds like you have a sensitivity about you. Then you start beating yourself up and you get guilty and you blame yourself. And, and it's just a mess. And, and the mess is normal because we weren't designed to deal with death. Remember in, in the beginning, in the garden, they were built for life. They weren't built for death. And death is an enemy. And we know that Jesus has overcome sin and death, and we rejoice in that, but we still have to deal with it now. And yeah. and we do. We call it grieving and mourning. That's God's way of helping us through our emotions. Even Jesus wept deeply at the loss at the death of Lazarus, remember? And and so it's normal. Now, did you say something in the beginning of the call about your church, your life with believers? Is that suffering too? Yeah, I, I stopped going to church because I went to uh, I went to church the Sunday after my husband's memorial, and 
It was about how no matter what we do, whatever we, we're not proud of or we're can't forgive myself. I can't I know that I'm forgiven through Christ, but Yes. I I can't seem to forgive myself. And that, and that too is normal. That that's a normal feeling. It's it's just wrong. It's a yeah. wrong way to handle. And I know you're incapable right now to just really press in. You're you're beat down. You're beat up. Um, and and what what you're learning is to do the baby steps of obedience. You're learning to recalibrate your life without your husband. You're learning now. A, a big part of your life has been exposed. And who in the world likes to be exposed? Who in the world likes the big, bright light shine on our lives? But, but that's your life. And that's yeah. what happened to me seven years ago. Me and my wife and my children, when my son died, um, I, not only did we start the process of grieving, but we also had to grieve publicly. And then we had to deal with all the people drama um, and situations with the with Eddie's family and his in-laws and and all the drama that surrounded that still exists today, and uh. and and in the beginning you don't think it you don't think you're going to be able to do anything, and you're weakened, but then the Lord strengthens you, and you cry out to Him, and you learn so much. And while I'm just planting seeds in you, like this call is not going to solve everything in your life, I can tell you that God is faithful and that he loves you, and that he's going to stand with you, and that day by day you're going to get stronger, and he's going to uh, enable you, and you're going to learn how to grieve. And, and, and I guess the better thing is it's going to get better. You're not going to feel this jacked up your whole life. It's yeah. going to get better. It seems impossible, but it's going to get better. So let me ask you this. Do you think you're ready to be in a, like a grief support group yet? Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, my church does have a grief share program, but one of the Good. things they told me is don't take it too soon. Well, yes, I agree. Kind of raw. And so I feel like I'm trying to find a therapist. It's really hard to find a therapist right now. I don't know. It just seems like every time I try to find someone to talk to, I'll take my. Okay, go back to the it. hospital. Here, go back yeah. to the hospital where your husband, where you, ha- where the, your husband spent his last moments, and yeah. and they can provide some help in that arena. Number one, you can also call Focus on the Family. They have a list of referrals that can help. Okay. Uh, they they have a very long list of vetted professionals, and then because you're right now, you're just wanting to do. Uh, you're just wanting to do something like kind of like privately, you can go to the grief share website uh, and you can go through and just start reading through and start going through things privately. And they have a lot of great resources right there on the grief share website. Um, But you're well on your way. And this phone call is a big step in that you're well on your way. The Holy spirit's with you. And I'm sorry for your loss. It's a horrible one. People are going to say bad things, dumb things, they're going to try to help you, but just be patient with them because yeah, I know they mean well. they're just trying to love you. And 
and you don't have to accept it all. You just have to learn to say this. You know, somebody says something hard or they're trying to help you. I remember this lady that came up. Uh, she she wanted to express love to me. She wanted to express her care. She was totally sincere. And she came up to me and said, Pastor Ed, I'm very sorry uh, that you lost your son. I know exactly how you feel. My dog died three weeks ago. And, and that wasn't very helpful to me in the moment. But I remember the Holy Spirit just apprehended my heart in that moment and said to me, Ed, this person loves you and is trying to grasp it away to connect with you. So you just love her and accept her love and don't judge her. Just say thank you and and let her pray for you. And that's what I did. And I don't yeah. I don't judge her. I she she hasn't lost a son. So I don't expect her to to feel what I'm feeling. But she really tried. And for that I'm grateful for her. And 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 I just know that it's going to be a bumpy road for you and it's going to be a bumpy road for me but god is able to take the bumps of life and smooth them out but i feel like i don't want i don't want to go to church i don't pray anymore because i feel like it doesn't matter god's going to do what he's going to do and yeah. it just makes me angry and you know i tell people you're in my thoughts i don't even say you're in my thoughts and prayers because i just i don't even pray anymore and then okay so like here's maybe, the thing you called me here, here's the thing. You called me because you're ready for some hard words, okay? That's what God knows. You are ready to talk to me personally. And here are the hard words. Go back to church and pray anyway. You don't have to go back to your home church. Maybe for a couple months you need to go somewhere else where nobody knows you. And that's okay. I but thought about that, actually. It doesn't matter what you're feeling right now. Keep doing what you know you're supposed to do. And believe me, as you obey God, your feelings will change. But I, I totally get it. Like, my son's in a coma. We're begging God to uh, wake him up. Because if he would have woken up, it would have changed the whole scenario with all. Because we were put in a place where we could not make any medical decisions for him. And we knew that if he woke up and he showed any sign, if his eyes would have opened up and he showed any signs of, of awakened consciousness, because he was fully alive all that time. But we prayed, prayed, begged, begged, 24 hours all day. We called prayer meetings that were tried to get shut down. We prayed, 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 and my son went home to be with the Lord. And I remember processing, like, this is dumb. Like, this is stupid. I can't believe you put, you took that power away from us. You didn't let us make any decisions. We would have made different decisions, Lord. We would have given them different time. Um, I mean, there are stories of people waking up after a year of waiting. There are stories of people waking up after five years of wait, 10 years. Like, we would have waited. Yeah. And, and it didn't happen that way because it wasn't our choices. And so it's easy to get mad at God. And, and God's like, you can have any emotions you want, Ed, but I'm faithful. And I've allowed it to happen this way. And I've allowed those people to make those decisions. And I've allowed it. And, and you come to that place where your faith is just settled, that no matter the way it works, God is sovereign. And in his sovereignty, he calls us into relationship. And he wants us to participate in his decisions. He wants us to trust him. And so we pray because he tells us to pray, but we also pray because it's good for us. And, and so there's a lot of things to share. Email me. I will give you a list of books that you can read that were helpful to me and still are helpful for me to this day. 
So email me at ed at edtaylor.org and I'll okay. send you, I already have a list of books ready to send. I think that will help. I think something that kind of helps me process this because I kind of just feel like I'm just twisting in the wind right now and I don't know really what to do or... I've got plenty of resources for you. Same with my website. I write on grief a lot, and there's a lot on my website, uh, edtaylor.org. And, you know, I, I would love to sow seeds of hope into you. Now, we're coming up on the break, so the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to let you go. But when we come back after the break, stay, you know, listen to the show. I'm going to pray for you after the short break, okay? Thank you. All right. You're listening to Calvary Live. Uh, we'll be right back with the second half of our program. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of the program. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions. We had a, a real important call uh, just before the break on grief and the loss of a husband and the guilt from JT in Denver. So I committed to pray for her because we didn't get a chance to do that <clears throat> before the end of the first half. So let me just do that now. And for anyone else that's listening that's grieving, uh, it is a long road. Uh, it doesn't end. I know that maybe part of your grief journey, you think it's going to end, and that's part of your interpretation of, of better, or or it, it gets better, and your your thought is, well, maybe my I won't feel like this anymore. And that's not going to happen. Now, maybe the intensity of the feeling isn't there, or the weight of the feeling isn't there, but you're, they're, you're going to miss your loved one until eternity. And I've met a lot of people that at the drop of a hat, they could feel like it could feel like it happened yesterday at the, I mean, and I know that happens with me. And then, and then if some situation that reminds me of the difficulty and the cost, you know, losing a loved one comes with a cost. Um, it's, and I don't just mean financial sometimes, you know, without like our son, without his voice, without his authority. Uh, we have missed out and lost out on a lot, and it's it's a joke. It's not, it's an unbiblically unloving, uncaring joke, and uh, and and unfortunately, just things happen. Things happen that way. And the Lord's saying, "Do you still love me?" And I say, "Yes, I still love you." And this guy let you down. Do you still love me? Yes. This family did this. Yes. Yes, I love you, Lord. Yes, I love you. Yes. So, Father, I pray for JT and the uniqueness of the journey of grief that she's on. I pray that you would comfort her and remove the guilt feelings as if she could somehow save her husband and make decisions for him that he wasn't willing to make for himself. I pray that you would encourage her and strengthen her. I pray for my son, my daughter, my wife. I pray for myself and the things just thinking through. I was like, man, it's just sad. If I was reading it in a book, man, it would be so sad. But God, you're the triumph. You're you're the end game. The vision you have for our lives is victory. 
to walk in victory. And that doesn't mean everything's going to go our way. It just means that everything ends at the cross, at the empty tomb. And so we pray for that strength. We pray for strength for today and hope for tomorrow. That we might lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us and run our race with joy. So I pray for those that are grieving, our, our new friend JT, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Open line 303-690-3000. We're heading over to the East Coast in New Jersey. Carolyn's on the line. Carolyn, welcome to the program. Hi. Uh, this is Hi. the first time I've ever heard your program. Oh, and wonderful. I didn't Yeah, I didn't realize that your son was, uh, uh, has he died now? He did seven years he ago. Did. He was 27. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, my death started my my. I have a, a a load of them because my husband died in nineteen ninety no no nineteen something, and my son was murdered in nineteen ninety nine, and my granddaughter oh, so died sorry. of drug problems, and my great grandson was beaten to death. A two year old, his his mother's boyfriend beat him to death. So I know where all of you you were talking. Um, I mean, I first started because you were talking about laying on hands. And, yes. Uh, I, I have to tell you that, no, it's not easy. I was thinking about going into law because I thought maybe I could do something about my son, but I couldn't because I, I can't use a computer. But when my son was murdered, um, it was a road rage situation, and the guy followed him. 20 miles, wow. and wow. Um, he was driving a tractor-trailer. Yes. And as he was go- uh, stopping somewhere, the guy got out of his car and broke his mirror with a golf club. And my son got out of the, stopped the, the truck and got out and started after him, said, you're going to oh, pay wow. for that mirror. Sure. And the guy turned around and shot him from about five foot away. We have Sorry. all that on film. And uh, they wouldn't even send the clothes home because they said they were just so bloody that nothing could do, nothing could be done about it. They didn't want me to see that. Well, I'm so and happy I have that to you... admit, well, I, I, I went, would just say the a, first thing I, I did just... was call the churches. I called all the churches around and I asked for prayer. And um, I did go to I did go to a junior college and I took up some some. Um, courses about it, and they said, they mm-hmm. all told me it would take two years before they even came to trial, and that was just about right. And uh, the, the the killer got off with, uh, I think he did 10 years, but he, after, at that point, he was uh, let go and is out, yeah. still walking around without a bracelet or anything. I had some trouble with that. I really had some trouble with that, and I had to pray it through. But, yeah, I, you know, the answer is you've got to go right away to God, and and you got to have all 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 the support you can get. Yes. And I, unfortunately, I'm I'm involved in a lot of different churches, so I called every oh. one of them and asked for prayer, and okay. and that's what got me through. Oh, that's good. And yeah. So it's it's um 
you just have to. I, I'm not strong. I I really am not strong, but God gave it to me. I I I, I just don't know. I'm 87, and uh, I'm waiting for the Lord to come. I'll, yes, we I'll are. There, <laughs> you know, I'll be there, or he'll come. He'll come one way or the other. I'll see him soon. But wow. I have uh, my family it has a long lifeline, so I've got another at least another 10 years to go. Oh, wow. Well, I appreciate you. I'm so glad that you found the show and and you're listening there on Hope FM, and we're grateful to be a a real part of the community there. So thanks for calling, and very sorry for your loss, but you're right. We, The Lord strengthens us day by day, does he not? Yeah, I did have, I did, I have to confess, I had one, one, some, some guy ran me, or tried to run me off the road or something, and I ra- I ra- raced after him, and I'm screaming and yelling and cursing at him. But I realized that I was really cursing at my son for what he did. Oh wow! And yeah. he had a he had a train whistle, and that's what happened. He he blew the train whistle at this guy, and the yeah. guy got mad and followed him all the way down to Florida. And um, from Georgia yeah, to we... Florida, he he went. So well, can I pray uh, for you? With- Part of our oh, new family, sure. new part of our family, Bonnie. Can I pray? Or can I pray for you, Caroline? Absolutely, absolutely. Father, I pray for our new friend in New Jersey, and and just all the adversity that she's faced. You've been faithful. Thank you for the local churches there to be a support to her uh, in such a horrific tragedy. I I think of um I think of the precious family that's part of our church uh, that moved a little bit farther away, but their son also was murdered and and they still haven't found the, the the person and it just devastated them and i pray god that your strength would be with those facing like these not only is it a horrific tragedy but it's so unfair and it's so difficult and we we recognize in times like these your sufficient strength and our amazing weakness so i pray for our new friend may you continue to bring more people into our lives uh, through this broadcast. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you. And there are there are. Um, I did I did have a a group. They they have a group for of murdered children. Okay, good. And uh, oh. and so there there probably is one of them around for everybody. I mean, they must there, be. There are you know, a lot of places. grief groups. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much for calling. Okay. God bless you. Bye-bye. And just if you are looking for a group, like Carolyn says, there is a group that we're associated with uh, in the sense that we hold these classes here. But it, wherever, you're, wherever you're listening to this program, I want to recommend to you the website griefshare.org. Griefshare.org. And that would be a great step into the the world of getting help and becoming a part of a group. And Grief Share is a organization based upon biblical truths. It's a Bible organization and will help you navigate through. Um, I am not a subscriber to uh, just buck it up and read your Bible and like, like it's like it is uh, aspirin. <clears throat> you read your Bible, call me in the morning kind of thing. 
No, it's a process. Um, certainly God can do a fast work. I mean, I'm not going to limit God in any way. He can do the impossible. Um, but grief is a deep-seated pain. And it's different for everyone. Um, but it's the same in many ways for everyone. And then when you extenuate it with drama and difficulties and pain and family issues and lies and gossip and slander and and even some really bad things can happen to you in the midst of grief. Remember that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. We wrestle against every high thing that acknowledges or that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We find our help and our refuge in the Lord, not in the bottle, not in our anger, not in our self-justification, but in the Lord. And so I pray, God, that you would uh, fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we might walk a walk that honors and pleases you. And you know, grief is common, but there is a difference. Uh, the believer grieves not like someone who has no hope. So let's remember the hope we have in the Lord. Again, we're going to go to Pennsylvania, into Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Bonnie's on the line. Bonnie, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Thank you for waiting. What can I do for you? Uh, well, <clears throat> while I was waiting and listening to your grief program, gave me the answer to why I actually called in in the first place. I believe it was the okay. Lord leading Great. me because I've never done this before. But at the, as far as laying on of hands, yes, I am a true believer because I am. I have a witness. I am a witness. I was a new Christian in 1985, or, or excuse me, 1986 or 7, and my son was born in 87, and he was breached, and I was nine months pregnant, and my church gave me a shower, a baby shower, and I was concerned and very worried, and they had me sit in a chair, and they all stood around me and put their hands on me and prayed because I was trying to avoid a C-section. And that night I went home, and he flipped so hard, it made me jump and I, when I was in bed. And he was oh, wow. head down. Yes. And that was it. <clears throat> and uh, just such a witness for the Lord for what he can do. Yes. When true believers ask and believe wow. that it's going to happen. Wow, that's powerful. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. And um, unfortunately, he has passed away now. Oh, I'm sorry. He had a rough childhood when he was 12 or 13. I yes. had no clue, but I was, I've been in banking 40 years, and my, one of my friends in banking, he was an officer at the bank, bought houses and resold them, and he asked if Derek could go with him to mow the lawns, make a little bit of money, because at that time I was actually a single mom. Yes. So I didn't know it, but for both days on the weekend, that man had been molesting my child. Oh, and my, my child never said anything to me. And when he was 23, he finally woke me up at 2.30 in the morning. He was extremely upset. His friends, he had told his friends, but I had no clue. And he told me all about it, and he was very angry, 
He was angry at everybody, and yeah. I raised him in the church. He was dedicated sure. in church when he was a baby. Anchorage Baptist yes. Temple is where we were attending at the time in Alaska, where he was born. He never got over that. He went into the Marines when he was 17. He had PTSD, and um, November of 2017, he shot himself. Oh, I'm so sorry. But the Lord has been with me the whole time. Yes, he has. And I, I never was angry with the Lord. I was so sad oh, for my good. child. Yes. Yeah, the suicide makes it uh, makes the loss even more challenging. And and here, you know, I think you didn't, you, as you call, you know, people listening in. It seems to be a heavier show today, but people listening in can can hear and experience firsthand how something that happened years ago can feel like it was yesterday right in your life. Can I pray for you? Yes, sir. Father, I pray for our new friend, Bonnie, and just her desire, first of all, to share the testimony of your faithfulness and the laying on of hands and how this precious little baby flipped around from breach to a good delivery. And then, Lord, the the difficulties of her son's life that end in such tragedy. Um our, our, our lives and our stories are so challenging, God, and in a way that causes us to, to cry out to you. I'm grateful for the testimony that Bonnie shares when she says she wasn't mad at you. And knowing of all the feelings that she went through, she wasn't mad at you. And so I pray uh, for those that might be mad at you right now that they're not happy with their life circumstances, they're not happy with the suicide that took place or the the person that broke into their house or stole something from them or, you know, there's a variety of things that would be designed to destroy us. But Lord, you're our strength and you're our help and we look to you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Bonnie. Sir. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. That leads me to a, a book recommendation I want to make for you. First of all, since today's theme ended up being you know, the topic of grief to some degree, I want to remind you that you can email me personally uh, and ask for a list of resources on this topic. Uh, because it is an important part of my life, I have a lot of resources, and I only recommend good resources because I've also read a lot of junk uh, and and I won't recommend the junk to you, but I will. I have a set of Amazon um, Amazon links. And a few of these are in our own bookstore. We have a bookstore at Calvary Church here in Aurora, Colorado. And a few of these resources are there as well. But you can email me at ed at edtaylor.org. It has to be .org. Don't make the mistake of... Don't make the mistake... <clears throat> excuse me. Don't make the mistake of .com. It's excuse me, ed at edtaylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R dot org. And I'll answer that email, flip it around with a <clears throat> cut and paste list of resources that you can begin to self-study uh, and allowing the Holy Spirit. Uh, if you don't have anyone to talk it out with, or you don't even want to talk it out with anyone, you can talk it out with the Lord. And one of the authors that I was introduced to, it's not like I didn't know her, but I was reintroduced to her through this grief was a woman by the name of Elizabeth Elliot. And her readings have been, her books have been invaluable to me. 
uh, and I can't recommend her more. And I, you know, uh, I have a great devotional by Spurgeon. Uh, I've got some books on anger uh, because you don't want to be angry. And uh, we grieve a lot of things, not just the loss of a loved one. We grieve a lot. Loss is loss. Now, of course, losing a loved one is a pretty serious loss. But, I mean, uh, loss is loss. Very challenging. 303-690-3000. Oh, I had one more recommendation. But before I get to that, I will go to Parker, Colorado. Diana's on the line in Parker. Diana, welcome to the program. Hey, Diana, you still with us? All right. Uh, Diana's question from the producer was, uh, Diana is a godly woman that prays for the leader of North Korea all the time, but she finds herself trying to tell God what to do with him, how to save him, what to do with him, etc. How should we pray for him? And that's a great question because in the book of Timothy, 1 Timothy, we're instructed to pray for those that are in authority, all of those that are in authority. And at the time that that was written, you know who was an authority uh, in the life of Paul? It was the madman Nero. So praying for those in authority is important. It's uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, therefore I exert, excuse me, I exhort, First of all, that supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and the giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that so that we might lead, lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Uh, so that would be a beginning where I would go. Uh, we want to pray for those that are in authority to make wise decisions, good decisions, uh, that they would make decisions to save life, not hurt life, uh, praying for their salvation. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we don't, we don't, we're not in your prayer life, so I'm sure you know better than we do. But as you plead with God, you might get directive in your prayers. And, and even if you are more directive, just come in a position of humility and remember whatever you say in prayer and you know, Lord do this and God do that to them. And God, you have to, you have to close your prayer like this. Nevertheless, not my will be done, but your will be done. And whenever you say in Jesus' name, you're saying it in the, you're asking God to honor that prayer in the authority of Jesus' name, that he takes authority over your prayers. But I believe God gives us freedom to communicate to him and with him openly and freely. And you say whatever you want, God can take it. And as you do, look what's happening. Uh, it's starting to refine your prayer life where you're actually asking for help. Uh, but there's a great resource on prayer uh, by R.A. Torrey, T-O-R-R-E-Y. It's called How to Pray. Great introductory book on the topic of prayer. And I encourage you to pick it up. Also, um, we have open lines. So give me a call, 303 Area code 303, that works anywhere in the continental U.S., you know, really anywhere in the United States. Uh, you could call long distance too, I think, but it would probably be expensive. So you can text us, 720-336-0897. So check this out. Um, I was thinking about this, the, pro, the topic of this program, grief and hurt and offense, uh, because grief is one thing, and then people offend you and do dumb things and sin against you. And, uh, and I want to recommend a book. It's called The Prisoner 
in the third cell. The Prisoner in the Third Cell by Gene Edwards. And he is the man, if that name sounds familiar, he's the man that wrote A Tale of Three Kings, which is an equally important book. Get them both while you're on Amazon. Get them both. But The Prisoner of the Third Cell is kind of a lost little treasure. Both of them read very quickly. They're, they're put in a form of like uh, like a play, and they read very quickly, very easily. And The Prisoner in the Third Cell is about being offended by God. And I think what triggered it was the sister that was praying uh, in here in Denver about the loss of her husband, and just like, you know, why didn't you do anything, God? And you're offended because God, in your mind, because of your great loss, you perceive that he let you down. Or in our case, like I shared, you know, interceding day and night, 24-hour watch for our son. You know, we, we, we were there 24 hours. I was there during the evening, and Marie was there during the morning uh, to be by our son's side, uh, to make sure that his room was never empty, uh, that he, was, he always had a loving family member there. And the motive, there was, a, two, there was you know, a few motives, I guess. One was to be there with him. I was worshiping with him, singing with him, um, making sure that uh, he felt my touch and my presence and my voice because I know he heard us. I know he could hear behind the battle for his mind as we were waiting for him to hear. Even the Today Show opens up my mind um, with all these memories. And I'm just inviting you into my life to uh, continue to pray for me because these memories are embedded in my heart. I, can, I have a photographic memory so I can see them and remember them. I can remember the smells I can remember the sounds and the and the sights uh, very vividly, and so we were there. You know, Marie was dealing uh, with some of the drama there, and also the doctors and pleading and begging. Um, you know, begging the Lord, begging those that had decision making ability, pleading and begging, um, and you know, one and and we wanted to be there so that really the first that when his eyes opened, he wouldn't see a nurse, he wouldn't see a machine, he wouldn't see the lights in the ceiling, that when his eyes opened, he would see his mommy or his dad. Yeah, man, what great hope we carried. And now that hope is transferred, is it not? Our hope is to see our son in heaven. And we live with an abiding, blessed hope, a comforting hope, no matter what goes on around us. No matter what people say, no matter what they do, what sinful proclivities that may come our way uh, related to our son directly, doesn't matter because our hope is in the Lord. He's our strength and we walk in forgiveness and we walk in freedom and we walk in the fullness of the spirit to accomplish the will of God of why we've been placed on this earth and no man, no woman, uh, no one can thwart the will of God in your life. Isn't that good? Can I, you guys listening on the radio, can I get an amen? I don't get to hear it, but you hear it. And we say amen to that. And our eyes are not on our circumstances. Our eyes are not on our situations. And, and our eyes are not in the world that's swirling around us or what people are doing or not doing, what people are saying or not saying. We have a singular focus, friends, and that is to glorify and honor God in all our ways. Uh, we have a singular focus 
to obey God and to serve him wholeheartedly, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. We have a singular focus to lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us, that we might walk in obedience, that we might run the race that's set before us. Other people want to throw roadblocks in your race. Other people want to trip you. Other people want to push you down. Other people want to push you out of the track. Other people want to take you out of the race. If God before us, who can be against us? And we keep our eyes firmly fixed on him. We run the race that's set before us. We let the Lord deal with the people that are around us and stay faithful because he who called you is faithful. And I'm sorry that you're hurting and I'm sorry that it's hard and I'm sorry that you are experiencing great pain maybe in your family, separated from your kids or your grandkids or like there's an issue with your mom right now, an issue with your father-in-law or maybe you lost your dad or your mom and I'm sorry that it's jacking you up right now. I'm sorry that you feel tossed and turned. In a very real way, I wish there was a way as a pastor I could take that away. But also in a very real way, I know I can't because God is using it in your life. You're becoming a better person. You're being conformed in the image of God. You're being broken and humbled and brought to a place of desperation. Why? So that you could cry out in desperation. So I just want to thank you guys for calling today. Thank you guys for praying for uh, your love and support. I'm so grateful for the goodness of God. Marie and I are so much stronger. We are committed to the gospel. We're committed to our church. We're committed to pastor and shepherd and love and care. We're committed to fight the good fight of faith. And we invite you to join us. Let's fight together. God bless you guys. Have a great night in the Lord. Rest well in Jesus. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.